I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the full moon in Leo. The full moon uh, will be at 11.56 a.m. on a Wednesday, February 16th. It'll be at 27 degrees, 59 minutes. And then one minute, like literally one minute later, uh, it'll go to 28. And uh, before we break down the whole full moon itself, that's something that's been happening lately about uh, planets or luminaries uh, changing degrees together. Earlier in February, when sun crossed Saturn, I think it was February 4th, they were at 15 degrees together when the sun crossed Saturn, and the next day they went to 16 together. That's not normal. Um, Venus and Mars are traveling together now. Mars has caught up to Venus. They're going to go from, they're going to go 15, 16, 17, 18 together between, I think it's from the 14th through the 18th, and then Mars will overtake Venus. But then Venus will overtake Mars. They're traveling together for a while. Um, and Pluto at 27 is semi-sextiling the galactic center, which I think that's remarkable because that 27 is uh, when the degree that Pluto was at whenever the U.S. signed the Declaration of Independence. So it's the U.S.'s first Pluto return. And when Pluto was last here, the galactic center wasn't at 27 degrees. So last time it was here, it wasn't, it wasn't being uh, in, in harmony with the galactic center. It makes it, it makes a lot of unlimited possibilities and hope and expansion uh, involved with the Pluto at 27 Capricorn this time compared to 246 years ago. So that, that thing about energies traveling together can, in a general sense, make it feel like, man, I feel like something's happening. <laughs> and you would be correct. Something is happening. So full moon in Leo. It's putting us into a fixed cross. Sun in Aquarius, moon in Leo are squaring north node in Taurus, south node in Scorpio. I'm going to run through the mechanics of this, and then I'm going to give you two examples of, of I think, illustrate pretty well what this looks like. The moon in Leo speaks to your heart opening up to something that it really wants. It's probably something that has already been set in motion. Uh, but since we've been doing so much activity in Aquarius about raising to a new frequency, it's, it's, it's almost like starting to see that that thing that your heart has been wanting is actually in that new frequency. I've been saying for a while, everything that's meant for you is, is in the unknown. That's the only place it could possibly be. Otherwise, it would be in the known. And this full moon is starting to go, oh, you, oh, you mean literally. Literally, something that your heart has been open up to is coming to a realization or into a, an awareness or to a vision within an unknown going forward that you don't know what it's going to look like yet, but mm, here it comes up ahead. And it's going to be, it's something that you have not seen before. And so therefore, it is uncomfortable. By design, it's uncomfortable. You're moving into some uh, into territory. You're moving into uncharted territory. 
And for all human beings, going into uncharted territory in the unknown is very uncomfortable. And some people choose to not do it. Some people are like, Mm-mm, I'm staying right where I am. You can forget it. <laughs> I mean, I literally have people going, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's too much. I'm not willing to change like that. Nope. I mean, clients who are like, oh, no. Uh-uh. I vote no. Like, for real. Which. I don't, I guess that, that's a, that's a choice that I feel like I want to say, all right, if you're going to stay in a frequency of what you've already known and you know, it's something that is not, it's not expansive. It is not, uh, it's not having you evolve. It's not going into a, fre- a higher frequency. If you know, that's what you're doing by choice, then that's your choice. And you can do that. Um, if you change your mind later, if you go, oh, shit, I should have taken that leap. Later, you can still do it. You can still change. You can change your mind and go into a different frequency. And you can go and take action and decisions to get to that thing that you are becoming aware of now. It'll just take more energy later, like a lot more energy. There's so much flow happening right now to jump into a new current of the of the river that this is a moment where you can slip into a new way of, of being with a, with a lot of assistance, a lot. And so I just, I just want to say that I, I'm very cognizant of the fact that some people are, are, are too uncomfortable with that much change to change your whole way of living your life that you're, you're like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it some other time. And that's okay. It is okay. It's just, it's going to take, it's going to take more effort and probably life is going to show you that you really have no choice. You're going to have to change. All right. Having said that new frequency, uh, is being opened up and revealed even more based on something that your heart wants and you know, is in the unknown that's squaring into South node and Scorpio being willing to face whatever needs to be faced to um, heal from and move away from patterns from uh, hurts from long, long time ago that don't apply to now. So getting out of karmic patterns, moving away from presumptions of whatever patterns you've been stuck in, you're probably stuck like that forever, which is not true. Uh, Survival fears that you won't make it in the unknown. Processing all of that, all of that shadow stuff that's preventing you from moving into a new direction because North node and Taurus is we're manifesting a life that we can really be proud of. That is it. It may not be what you've seen so far, but man, it resonates with you on a whole nother level. So it's following your heart into the unknown and dealing with how, whatever uncomfortability, uncomfortable, uncomfortability. I don't think that's a word dealing with however you feel uncomfortable. So that you can so that you can stay in that frequency and keep going. So two examples, both moving towards and moving away. Uh, moving towards, I went to uh, Amsterdam years ago, and I stayed there for an extended period of time. And oh my god, when I at the minute I got off the train from the airport, I fell in love. I love Amsterdam so much. It's beautiful. The people are lovely. There's amazing art. Um, it just I felt like I belonged there. It was, it was in, 
along the lines of discussing the astrology, I didn't have these words for it at the time because I had I didn't know about um, charts then, but it matched my frequency. I loved it so much. Like I wanted to move there. And, and even in that feeling of how much I loved it, I was very uncomfortable because I don't know if you've ever heard Dutch before, but there, there is no way to intuit your way through Dutch. Okay. So like, obviously I know English um, at one point in time, I was fluent in both Spanish and French. I'm not anymore. I could probably get it back, but I'm not anymore. But at one time I was. And so like, I, I can pretty much figure out what people mean when they're speaking Germanic or Romantic languages, but not Dutch. I mean, they might as well speak, be speaking Japanese. It is bizarre. Well, it is to me. It's not bizarre to Dutch people. <laughs> and so... In Amsterdam, I, I felt like a high level of anxiety, but it wasn't a, a kind of anxiety where I could just hide in the room that I rented because I loved Amsterdam that much. I wanted to be in it. Like I was, I was doing European things, like riding my bike around the city and stuff. And so there was a, a place that, a place in Amsterdam where they have a stand-up comedy show for American expatriates and Americans who were visiting Amsterdam. And the entire thing is American comedians um, telling jokes about how weird it is to be in, to be, for to be trying to figure out Dutch, because it, and everybody has in there was having a very nervous laugh because we were all like, right, like this is so weird, <laughs> and so it offered relief, okay, but it was only like an hour show, and then when I left there, I was ready to leave there. I did not want to stay in the frequency of an American. I didn't want to stay in American frequency. I wanted to go back to the new one. And once I had some relief, I went back out and enjoyed being in Amsterdam even more because I relieved my own sense of feeling uncomfortable and just embraced being in a place that I'm not used to. And to this day, I love it. I mean, when I can't, I can't, I haven't been back, but I, I really want to go back. But when I came back, I was so in love with it that I was like, I'm going to learn how to bake bread. I'm going to be a baker from now on. <laughs> I failed miserably. Okay. But I mean, that was one of the things in Amsterdam is you can go to the little place on the side of the street and they've got amazing bread. It's crazy. So anyway, it's, it's, it's accepting something that your heart is deeply in love with and just dealing with whatever is making you uncomfortable about it. Even if it's outright fear, just deal with it and then go embrace it again. Stay there, don't run. Don't, and, and don't insist upon an old frequency being forced onto the new one. Like I would, I would never go to Amsterdam and insist on eating only Tex-Mex. <laughs> Look, you're not in Texas. You're not in Texas, you're in Amsterdam, come on. So that's, that's what I've been thinking of lately about this thing about choosing to keep going in the direction of something that's speaking to your heart, even if you have to deal with some stuff that makes you feel like, oh, am I going to be okay, right? The other side of the coin, moving away from. Um, I live in an apartment that I've lived in for nine years because I'd moved into this apartment to get my son into <clears throat> the best public school I could get him into in Dallas. And 
It's expensive, way too expensive for me living over six lanes of traffic and a wonderful view of Taco Bell. <laughs> but we do what we got to do for our kids, right? And so um, there's a maintenance guy who works here who has been in my apartment replacing the blinds. And we got to talking. His name is Eladio. And um, I told him my name is Susan. And he's like, oh, my daughter's name is Susan. And I, well, really his, his daughter name, his daughter's name is Susanna, but it's the translation. And his daughter is named after her daughter's uh, uh, mother. And both her mother, Susanna, and their daughter, Susanna, are in Mexico. And Eladio was, uh, he has grown children now. And so two of his three grown children, they live in Mexico with their mother and his third child, grown child lives here in the US. And he was asking Susana, oh, why, why do you choose to live in Mexico? Why? I mean, they, they kidnap people and they rob people and they kill people and they hold people for ransom. I mean, why are you doing that? And so he, he, Eladio was saying to me, the last time that he was in Mexico, he was kidnapped by the cartel and he wasn't doing anything. He's just a, a, he's just a man who lives in a small town with his family. And that's it. They just chose him. And he was, they kidnapped him and they had like, you know, men surrounding them with machine guns pointed to his face. And they're like, we're going to kill you. And, um, and he's like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? You have my wallet and I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just going home. So I don't know. You're, are you going to pull the trigger? Or are you going to let me go? And the uh, the the cartel, I don't know, members. <laughs> they were they were throwing bullets on the ground and telling him to pick them up. And he's like, No, no. If you're going to shoot me, you're going to shoot me while I'm standing up. I'm not picking up those bullets. And so the leader of that group uh, let him go. He said, I really like you. I'm, and I was telling Eladio, I'm like, I know, because you're really brave, right? He's like, well, I mean, they were going to do what they were going to do. <laughs> and I find that story fascinating because he was not, he literally was not going to lower himself down to that vibration, literally. <laughs> He's like, whatever happens, happens, but I'm going to be standing up. I'll tell you that much. Being willing to turn away from a lower vibration because you believe in yourself because you're not that low and because you have standards and you're willing to face any fear to not lower yourself, even if, even if you don't know if you're going to make it out of there, be brave. And so this full moon is like that. It's moving towards what's calling you and just being insistent that you're going to move away from something that is making you lower yourself and doing whatever it takes. I've been doing a lot of this about <clears throat> um, old patterns, karmic patterns that I've had, where when I, when I feel those karmic patterns engage, I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't fit anymore. It takes, it takes like, it stresses me out when they start to take hold and I'm removing anything within me that gives those patterns something to hold on to. And so like upgrading everything about how I live my life. So it's not just about <laughs> standing up to the cartel. I mean, I hope, I hope you're not standing up to the cartel, <laughs> but on an, on an individual level, it's going, I'm just not, I'm just not going there anymore. I'm not, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. Whatever it takes, this is done. And so 
something I want to make clear about this is this is a realization or a vision or some kind of call into a higher frequency in the unknown that's heart-based, but it is not going to be instant. It's not. Because Venus and Mars are traveling together in Capricorn. And so Venus is sets the agenda on receiving and Mars offers protection and action to make that happen. They're traveling together. They're in balance. They're in unison. In Capricorn though, Capricorn is deliberate. It's focused. It's dedicated. It's disciplined. So it's Capricorn plays the long game. Both Venus and Mars have to still go over Pluto and Pluto is the point of no return. Okay. So that's, that's going to be a point. That's going to be the line between moving away from something and moving towards something. Those Venus and Mars going over <clears throat> Pluto will be complete March 4th. And then they're going to go into Aquarius together same day, like within seven minutes, I think seven minutes. I think it's within seven minutes. They're going to go together into Aquarius March 6th at like one of them goes at 1.23 a.m. Eastern and one goes at 1.30 a.m. Eastern. And so then they're going to start traveling forward in setting an agenda and offering protection and action about, okay, here we go. Now we really are, no joke, going into this frequency. Okay, and then, and then they have to cross over Saturn. And Saturn is take responsibility. Come on, take responsibility for your own energy. Become dedicated to a different way of living because this is important to you and you know it. You're informed by this full moon. If it speaks that deeply into your heart, this is important to you and you need to do what it takes to get into alignment with living in, um, living in the flow of where you know you're being called towards. Now, I'm not asking everyone to do this, okay? But what I, what, I'm, what I have my eye on is Venus going into Pisces. <clears throat> Venus going into Pisces with Jupiter and Neptune there too. Whew, that's where like fate comes in. That's where healing comes in. That's where like transcendence starts to happen. And the the day that Venus goes into Pisces, Mars will be crossing Saturn, and that's April 5th. So, I mean, if you're a nerd like me, then you, pl you, you look at these dates, and you're like, okay, April 5th. But then life happens, and you're like, well, turns out it was going to be March 27th. Wow. <laughs> like, there's only so much we can do to set intentions around how we think the energies are going to play out. And again, if, if you're an astro nerd, you got, you got this stuff planned out. I mean, I'm looking at 20 years in advance, right? And that's not, that's not normal and I'm not sure it's healthy. <laughs> but, but awareness is everything. If you can know, listen, the masculine and feminine traveling together or having a moment, they're going through something, then, then maybe you can be patient. Maybe you can be patient with how you're going to um, dedicate yourself to a different way of being and let that be a process. It's not instantaneous. Saturn rules at Capricorn. Um, Saturn is the ancient ruler of Aquarius. Saturn is the timekeeper. Saturn is not in a hurry. 
I mean, those two Capricorn and Aquarius ain't got nothing but time. Okay. It's, it's just not where it's not pedal to the metal. It's not, but there's a beauty in that. It means that, um, when you're laying a foundation that the cement has been mixed correctly. It means that whenever you're setting a frequency for yourself and going into the future, it will stand the test of time and it literally goes far into the future. And you don't want to screw around with that kind of stuff. It's, it's have them full of integrity and um, dedication. But also it's being triggered now with the full moon of it being heart-led. It's coming from your heart. And if you love something, someone, a direction, a project, something meaningful, if, you, if it fills your heart that much, it's worth every bit of time and effort. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.